Welcome to Jen's Lore Corner, a podcast focused on the lore in the Diablo series of video games. You are listening to Jen's Lore Corner number seven, and this one is about an NPC called Mayor Hollis. One of the things that I really like about Diablo 3 is they'll take little characters like this and give them an entire story that makes you care about the character, even though it's just an NPC that you see you know, here and there and can easily skip past if you choose to, with one exception. Um, so I thought it was kind of neat. And his story is very different than I expected it would be when I took a close look at it. He actually evolves. You know, Blizzard could have just left this as an NPC and moved on. But they gave him a lot of character development. So that's why I chose uh, Mayor Hollis for number seven of my lore corner. So to start off, uh, the first time you run into Mayor Hollis is in Act 1. Very early on in Act 1. And I'm going to say you should do this in story mode to get the whole, the whole thing. Um, so he's standing, Mayor Hollis is standing near the inn next to a cart that's full of his belongings. And the primary purpose of this character is to prevent players from running through the streets of New Tristram before they complete the first handful of quests. So basically, he's a roadblock. That's why he's in the game, at least at the start. That might have been his primary purpose, and maybe that's all they were going to do, but they did more. So he's a roadblock. Now, when you take a look at Mayor Hollis, you can see a man who was, until very recently, living a life of comfort. He lives in New Tristram, a town where food has become extremely scarce. Many of the villagers and the drunk guy in the inn, they're, they're very skinny. They look like they haven't had enough to eat for a really long time. And we know that Captain Rumford has had to ration food for both the villagers and the guards. Yet Mayor Hollis looks like he's been getting his nutritional needs met. My best guess is maybe everyone in Tristram looked about as healthy as Mayor Hollis does back before the dead started rising from their graves. And it's not unheard of for mayors to live in larger homes than the ones that the townspeople live in. So Mayor Hollis might have had a large pantry full of food before things got bad. He's been able to rely on it comfortably until very recently. So now he's down to the same rations as the rest of the town, and he's not at all thrilled about it. This could be why he decided it was time to pack up and leave. So in addition to that, if you take a closer look at him, you can see that his clothing is finer than what the rest of the villagers are wearing. Some of them almost look like they're wearing rags, but his clothes, they're a nice color. They've got these fancy gold color you know, details on the end. I don't think it's necessarily made of gold, but it's got this like nice gold decorative you know, edging on it. And his boots are of a higher quality than what your character is wearing when he or she first encounters Mayor Hollis. So as you go towards that part of New Tristram, a villager who's standing nearby uh, that area calls out to you and she's angry. She says, don't you dare lift a finger to help our mayor fix his wagon. My brother died defending this town while that bloated coward tried to run away. Obviously she's angry and she's got good reason to be uh, a couple of things with her statement. This is the first time you hear uh, anything about mayor Hollis and you hear him referred to as a coward. This continues throughout a lot of his story. The other interesting thing in the statement she made is she uses the phrase fix his wagon, which is generally used like, I'm going to fix your wagon, like I'm going to beat you up or something. But you know, she's telling you not to. It's a really weird choice of phrase. Um, but the most important thing 
is what happened to her brother. He must have been one of the newly recruited, barely trained soldiers that are now defending New Tristram from the undead. And, you know, it's easy to see why she's really mad at Mayor Hollis. He's the guy in charge, right? He's the guy that's living better than the rest of them, even now, a little bit better than the rest of them are. And, you know, there aren't enough soldiers. He didn't do anything to get more. He's left it to Captain Rumford, who, as I talked about in a previous episode, wasn't really equipped to become a captain right then. There's not enough soldiers. The ones that are recruited are very inexperienced. Food is running out. The mayor didn't work on a solution for that. And the last time the town got attacked, the mayor was trying to sneak out of the town while the soldiers were putting themselves at risk to defend it. It's easy to see why she's angry. And overall, when you start, you first meet him, Mayor Hollis starts out as a completely unlikable character. There's nothing about this guy that sounds good at all. So, of course, since the villager said, you know, don't you dare help him, that's pretty much, a, you know, a giant arrow pointing directly at Mayor Hollis saying, go talk to this guy. So, of course, you do. And all of the player characters say something slightly different to him, but it can pretty much be summarized as move out of the way. His cart is blocking the entire path with all of his stuff on it. And his response to the, character, to the character is one of indignation. He says, how dare you speak to me like that? I am the mayor of this town. So this shows that, you know, in addition to be a, being accustomed to living a life of comfort, Mayor Hollis was used to having people show him a great deal of respect. He's offended that the player asked him to move his cart out of the way or maybe demanded it as though he were just another villager. He points out he's the mayor of the town and he's somehow still holding on to that title and he thinks the title has the power it used to before everything went bad. You know, your character could probably pretty much push him out of the way with little effort and, you know, here's Mayor Hollis with no weapons or armor assuming that you wouldn't dare because he's the mayor. Again, there's not much to like about this guy. So then the player characters in their own way each say something that indicates that, hey, they want to walk down that path that the cart is blocking. And, you know, uh, they ask him to move the cart out of the way. Mayor Hollis responds, are you mad? This town is doomed. Anyone with a grain of sense would be trying to get out. Will you help me or not? So now he's insulting you. You know, anyone with a grain of sense would be trying to get out. But here you are, you know what I mean? <laughs> trying to go in. So he's kind of insulting you and or, or your character, depending on how you want to look at it. Uh, the player character then responds with what amounts to a colorful no, I won't help you and calls Mayor Hollis a coward a word that keeps repeating in, in a reference to him as his story goes on. Now, there's diff you know, different characters say different things, but I like the way the barbarian phrases uh, his or her response to Mayor Hollis when he asks, will you help me or not? The barbarian says, no, for now, the safest place for cowards is behind the gates. She didn't directly, he or she, didn't directly call him a coward, just noted that cowards should stay behind the gates. Takes him a minute before he gets that one, I'm going to guess. So later on, you know, you go, you do your questing. The player character comes back to New Tristram and finds that, hey, Mayor Hollis and his cart are no longer blocking the road. They're off to the side now, and you can get down that path and, you know, check out everything on that end of town and do this corresponding quest. When you talk to Mayor Hollis at this point, he says, so this is how it ends? They dragged my cart from the road, but for what? I can't get it repaired. Might as well dig a hole and die in it. Now, who is this they he refers to? They dragged my cart from the road. We don't know. There's no way to know for sure who they was. 
But I like to think that, you know, right after your character ventured out of Neutristrum to continue on his or her quest, a party of four barbarians came along and just promptly pushed the mayor Hollis out of the way and his cart just right out of the way and then, you know, went on down to uh, check out the rest of the town. You know, I can see that happening very quickly without much pause, but, you know, you can imagine whatever you like because there's really no exact, you know, description of who they are. So your character again responds to mayor hollis and again they all say it different the barbarian one stands out to me so uh you know he he ends his statement with might as well dig a hole and die in it the barbarian responds and then you would rise as a shambling corpse and find my blade buried in your skull you still live make the best of it that's pretty dramatic yeah <laughs> it's a dramatic way of saying things so i it kind of you know stuck with me i guess um so that's the end of your whole correspondence with Mayor Hollis in Act 1. He doesn't appear in Act 2 at all. Um, but he does show up in Act 3 inside of Bastion's Keep. He stands not too far away from where Miriam the Mystic is located. He's not right next to her, but he's in kind of that area. And he's also really close to that doorway where the demons come in. Well, one of the doorways where the demons come in. And there's a soldier standing there. So it's almost as though he's parked himself somewhere where he thinks a soldier might protect him. He's right next to where this guy is posted. Now, we don't know how he got there. We don't know exactly what former Mayor Hollis, which he's now called. He shows up as former Mayor Hollis in Act 3. So he's lost his title and he's left to Neutristrum, no longer a mayor. I don't know if he sees himself that way still, but if you look at him in game, it's former Mayor Hollis from this point on. So we don't know how former Mayor Hollis, Hollis got here. You know, we don't know what he experienced. We don't know what he saw. We don't know if he went by himself and somehow got here or if he got help from someone. We don't know. But here he is. And it seems that as this part, Act 3, goes on, whatever he saw on his way over whatever he experienced kind of caused him to grow up a little bit as you'll see so now when i went through this part of the game i was playing a wizard so i've got most of the responses here of of the wizard's responses but they will differ as you play different characters i'm just going with this one for now so the wizard goes over to former mayor hollis and says ah the cowardly mayor of new tristram what brings you to bastion's keep and he responds Cruel fortune has left me as a lowly merchant once again. So here's where we learn a little more of his backstory. Before he was a mayor of New Tristram, he was a merchant. And he describes that life as lowly. So either he really wasn't good at selling things and didn't make a lot of money, or now that he's been a mayor, he sees his former life as a merchant as lowly, like poor and unhappy and not so good it's it's not you know clear exactly how he how he uh how he got to be a merchant if it was something he just did or if his you know family was we don't know anything about his family at all whatsoever as far as we know this guy never married doesn't have kids who knows you know i don't know if he grew up in new tristram it's really hard to say but you know he he was a merchant he didn't start out rich he didn't come from nobility he didn't come from a rich family so it's very interesting that he's so stuck on that title and that you know respect that he feels comes from the title alone coming up from a poor family you know you could almost see if he was nobility he would feel as though he he would have been you know raised to think he's more important than everyone else but that's not the case here which is kind of strange but in any case he used to be a merchant his next response to the player character is, And now I'm minutes away from slaughter by the demonic hordes. Please escort me out of here. I will pay anything. 
I don't know where he's going to get the money to pay anything, but that's what he's promising, assuming that money is still like good enough to convince someone to, you know, take him away from Bastion's Keep and pass the demonic hordes out there, I guess. You know, it's it's kind of he's not quite grasped the reality of sanctuary at this point in time. The wizard responds with, "Why would I do that? It's too much it's much too entertaining watching you panic." And pretty much, you know, leaves him there. <laughs> and there you are. It's like, "Nope, not helping you." And that's, you know, pretty much what the other characters will say as well, although not as colorfully as the wizard does. The next time there's a conversation with former Mayor Hollis is right before you're going to battle Gom or Gom. I've heard it pronounced both ways, the big giant fat demon in the larder. So you go to talk to former Mayor Hollis, and he says, there's a terrible stench coming up from below. Oh no, what if demons have infested the larder? His words show that he knows what it's like to be unable to obtain enough food, and he doesn't want to go through that again. So that's kind of an interesting, you know, he's not worried so much that there's a demon in the place. He's worried that the demon is going to infest the larder, or that demons have already. He's starting to sort of get the reality of things a little bit more. The wizard responds, if you are so troubled, perhaps you should go investigate. And of course, it's the player character that goes investigating on their own, or maybe with a follower, or if you're with a group or something like that. The next time former Mayor Hollis has something to say is immediately after demons invade the keep, like a few steps away from where he's standing. If you look at him closely while this happens, uh, the guard yells something about demons invading the keep. It is that doorway sort of near where the mystic is and right where Mayor Hollis is standing. And you can see that the guards are starting to fight. And here's Mayor Hollis and he's kind of curling up into himself and he's covering his head with his hands. He's not a fighter. I mean, he doesn't have armor or a weapon. He's in a keep. I think he could have obtained one. Never did. Just kind of stood there. So now the demons are right next to him and he's just sort of curling up in a ball. And when that short battle ends, he says, you see, they can kill any of us at any time. I won't wait a second longer. I am leaving now. And he's preparing to run away again. Where will he go this time? I don't think he's worked that out yet. I think he's speaking from a place of fear at this point. I mean, that battle was right there on top of him. And if the player character hadn't been there, who knows what would have happened to him. So the wizard, of course, you know, doesn't think it's a good idea to, to go, you know, somewhere else right he's leaving now so the wizard says you would leave the safety of this keep to be exposed out there you're not only a coward you're a fool as well and so now we're back to coward and fool and this sort of thing there's another short conversation between the player character and mayor hollis former mayor hollis later on and it's you know after the player finishes more quests and comes back in so if you're as you're going through act three in story mode it's a really good idea after you have completed a quest to go over and talk to former Mayor Hollis, because he may have some of this to say to you as it goes on, and then you can you know, and catch it all yourself. So you go to talk to him, and he says, now's the time to run, isn't it, while there's a lull in the fighting? And the wizard said, who would know better when to flee than a coward like yourself? So this whole time, like, he's got the idea, okay, demons have overrun Bastion's Keep. Maybe he thought it was safe there, safer than New Tristram. Don't know how he got there. Don't know what he saw on the way. But it took him until that battle was right next to him in the Keep for him to realize that, you know, this is serious. You know, it's, you need to run because he's not a fighter. He doesn't know how to fight. I don't know how he got to, and I don't know why he has never learned that, but he hasn't. And he thinks the answer is to run away from, you know, the things that are a big problem. It's what he's been doing 
at least since he started being a mayor, or at least when, when he was a mayor and things started going bad. And then a change occurs. The next conversation, um, he's starting to wake up. He's starting to become a little bit braver. The next thing he says to the player character is, I am told you are going out onto the battlefield on your own. Is that wise? This is the very first time that former Mayor Hollis shows compassion and concern about the well-being of someone other than himself. He's worried that the player is going to get hurt or is going to get killed if he or she goes out there on their own. And he's trying to sort of warn them, you know, maybe that's not a good idea. And kind of in a strange way, he's finally absorbed some of what the player character has been trying to tell him all along, which is, you know, if you run out of, you know, the town or out of the keep, you're not going to be very safe out there. That's a bad idea. He's finally kind of getting that. And he's not just sort of getting that for himself. He didn't just get that and, stay, and say, oh, I should stay here. He's got that and he's saying, oh, wait, you're going out there. That's dangerous. You know, he's getting somewhere. <laughs> it takes him a while, but he's getting there. So the wizard says, why don't you join me? And uh, former Mayor Hollis responds with, I am not a coward. I just want to live. And this is actually a big change from when we, you know, saw him in the first act. Before, his viewpoint was, might as well dig a hole and die in it. He had completely given up. Whatever struggle he went through on his way to Bastion's Keep has toughened him up a bit. A coward would have turned back to New Tristram the first time he had to fight zombies. But here's, you know, former Mayor Hollis. He's in Bastion's Keep. He's survived a battle right next to him. He hasn't yet run, although he has wanted to very badly up to this point. And, you know, now he's saying instead of just giving up, you know, digging a hole and dying in it. He wants to live. And he's kind of saying two things with that. You know, he's no longer depressed and, you know, just completely hopeless, thinking, I'll just die. The other thing is he just wants to live. He's no longer self-identifying as a mayor. He's left behind his belongings. He doesn't seem to miss what he had to let go of. All he wants now is a life. All he wants is to live. And that's a huge change from the character that was, you know, only a mayor in title alone back in New Tristram getting insulted because someone asked him to move his cart himself. You know, huge, huge change going on. The wizard, of course, doesn't necessarily acknowledge that change very quickly. I don't think the other player characters do because, sadly, uh, former Mayor Hollis kind of speaks in a manner that sounds very whiny and complainy even now. So the wizard responds with, you call it living, I call it groveling. You know, the player character is still seeing it as, you know, you just want to live like you're begging for your life. But it's it's more than that if you take a look at it from what's going on with this character. So the last conversation that occurs between former Mayor Hollis and the player character also shows a little bit more growth. He says, if ever there was a time to run, this would be it. But where would I run to? Maybe it is better to stay and fight for your life when the time comes. The light bulb has gone on for former Mayor Hollis. He's grasping why the soldiers fight off the demons who enter the keep and why they stay to do it, why the player character is going out to the battlefield all by themselves if needed. Maybe it's better to stay and fight for your life when the time comes. He's experiencing a moment of enlightenment, not only, you know, kind of looking at the world in a bigger way than he used to be able to do, but he's really grasped what's gone on with Sanctuary, what's gone on with the world around him, that it's not just going to go back. You can't just run somewhere and expect your problems aren't going to follow you. That's where he's at. He's evolving. This little NPC that was designed as a roadblock just to prevent players from running down the town and accessing things before they were, you know, finished some quests. He's got all this 
development going on. And the wizard, of course, responds and says, Hollis, I am shocked. One might think you a sensible person if you keep talking like that. So, you know, leave it to the wizard to give someone a snarky compliment. At the very moment, they show signs of becoming a better person. But that being said, I really can't imagine a more wizard-like way of acknowledging the changes in former Mayor Hollis. So, you know, before the wizard was calling him a fool and a coward. Now the wizard calls him a sensible person, or at least, you know, that someone might think he's one. So I guess that's some change in growth as well. And uh, after the player character has slayed Asmodon, you talk to former Mayor Hollis one more time. He doesn't have anything to say, but he's still there. And, you know, the wizard says, Hollis, you surprised me. You didn't run. And that's, you know, she doesn't call him a coward. She's not being snarky. He or she. I was playing a female character, so that's where I'm getting the pronoun from. But, um, you know, the, the, the wizard's not being snarky this time. They're not being, you know sarcastic they're not calling him names they're honestly saying hey look at you i'm proud of you in their own snarky kind of screwed up way but that's what they're doing and you know you can kind of see this character's gone from one that the player has every reason to hate to one that the player kind of admires for his growth and it's just a little npc i mean this is kind of a big deal that they went through the trouble of doing this even though probably most people will never notice so that's in there you know and, uh, you know, you, by the end, you kind of like the guy. And it's sort of bittersweet that you do, because he doesn't last much longer, sadly. Uh, when you get to Act 4, you go to talk to former Mayor Hollis, and there he lies on the ground. And standing next to him is a guard of the keep, who says, That fat merchant never ran, not even when he had a chance. I wonder why. So a couple of things are going on here. First, he says that fat merchant, which means when former Mayor Hollis got to Bastion's Keep, he was no longer identifying as the mayor. He told people he's a merchant. He went back to his roots. And so now everyone here just thinks he's a merchant. They have no idea that this guy was a mayor. He wasn't, you know, kind of hanging on to that identifier anymore. And the other thing is he says, I wonder why. And that's like good and bad. I mean, you know, he's wondering why he doesn't know what happened with, you know, former Mayor Hollis, but you do as the player. And on, you know, on the one hand, you know why he didn't run, you know, because he's grown and he's, you know, matured, he's become braver, he sees things differently, he doesn't want to be the person running anymore, he wanted to, you know, fight for your life when the time comes. And he did. And on the other hand, you are kind of the reason he needed to grow. You inspired him to grow. So it's, and you kind of like the guy now, so it's a bit bittersweet. But I thought it was an interesting enough little story, especially with all that character development, to bring to the lore corner. So that is going to be the end of this one. And I'll be back next time with a totally different character. This brings us to the end of this episode of Jen's Lore Corner. Find more episodes on Book of Jen at bookofjen.net.